Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, hi, my name is Latoya Antoinette, but most people know me as L. Antoinette, and I am a therapeutic self-care strategist, and I help women, I ready women, build self-awareness, uh, create therapeutic self-care systems that heal and teach emotional intelligence, as well as prioritize their well-being, and I absolutely love the work that I do. Um, the majority of the clients that come to me suffer from extreme burnout. They're really tired of wearing the superwoman cape and they're tired of having all the pressure on their back. And so they're ready to start putting themselves first in a real way. Um, not just the leisure type of self-care, but more of the practical, getting things in order, preparing for longevity purposes. Um, so that's what I do. I love that. It sounds like the way in which you work with women to create, you know, a self-care strategy, like even just that term alone, I think is amazing, um, mm-hmm. leads to sustainability for them in their lives as opposed to maybe like putting fires out, right? I think when we talk about the leisure self-care and, you know, the treat yourself culture is that it's this little band-aid that we put on something or this patchwork that we do. And it sounds like a self-care strategy actually helps you to maybe not have to do the patchwork. Would you agree? Yes, I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree. Um, a self-care, in particular with a therapeutic self-care strategy that I offer, um, I deal with a model I like to call um, SMEPS, which is spiritual self-care, mental self-care, emotional self-care, um, and, and then also practical self-care and social self-care. So we're dealing with mind, body, spirit, um, emotions, and relationships. So it's basically making sure that in relationships that you have the proper boundaries, you're not self-sacrificing, you're not overextending. When we're talking about the practical self-care that you mean you're actually facing the things that aren't fun, like paying bills (laughs) (laughs) or taking care of responsibilities. But of course, we know that we have to. So that fits into the practical aspect of it. Um, And of course, the emotional is where I teach emotional intelligence techniques. Um, The mental is mindset shifts um, and taking thoughts captive and spiritual is spiritual grounding. So, um, yeah, it's 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 doing the real work. It's what I like to call getting in alignment. (laughs) I think we could all use some of that. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, not only are you providing this service, but that it sounds like a very thorough you know what I mean? And, and battle tested process to get results, you know? And I think yeah. that a lot of times people are often trying to figure it out on their own, um, which isn't the end of the world. You know what I mean? But yeah. you also don't have to do things on your own. You also don't have to be suffering in silence. And I wanted to ask, you know, for you and your work, what are some of the common maybe some of the common uh, symptoms or things that clients will come in saying that lets you know that they're extremely burnt out. You said extreme burnout. You didn't just say burnout. You said extreme. So what are some of the symptoms of burnout or extreme burnout for someone listening to be able to kind of indicate like, ooh, maybe I need to figure this out? 
Okay, um, so I'll give you several um, different things. I did a series um, called Beauty of a Burnout that I host on my Instagram. And one of the first things that I spoke about was that how burnout actually wreaks havoc on your skin. So I have been a makeup artist for the last seven years, and I am... In esthetician school, I'm about done, maybe in about 69 hours. And so stress shows up on our skin. So sometimes we're thinking, why? I'm like 20-something or 30-something. I'm having adult acne. Um, stress weakens the immune system. So a lot of clients that come to me, um, they are very imbalanced. They have multiple imbalances due to the stress from work. Um, so they're having skin breakouts. They're having panic attacks and psychosomatic symptoms. Um, that are starting to show up. Um, they feel as if the walls are closing in on them because they feel unappreciated and unsupported because they don't have boundaries with other people. So other people just kind of tend to um, kind of use them up because they make themselves available for it. And they think it because it looks like support <laughs> from the outside looking into some people. Um, if I can be the most supportive friend or the best friend and show up for you, even though I'm dying of sickness, <laughs> but let me show up to sh to look like I am the supportive friend, even though I have an attitude the whole time I'm there because I'm stressed out or I'm sick, you know? Um, so I see a lot of overextending, um, a lot of skin issues, a lot of health issues that come from the stress and the burnout. Um, and just a lot of, I don't know what my next, my next step needs to be, but I'm tired of living like this. Um, so I get a mixture of those type of women. And then I also get a mixture of women that come in and say, you know what? I just want to get more aligned and build more self-awareness with myself. I've really lost myself. Um, so there's really two types that kind of come with the burnout and the stress because it's a lot happening. It's a lot of pressure on women these days on us. You know, I'm trying to get on the website to sign up because I'm like, hey, my, what are you talking about? Like, what are you, are you talking about my life? What is this? Um, <laughs> you know, and I think that when you mentioned, like, those were not the things that I was, was thinking you were going to say. When you mentioned how connected, right, your mm -hmm. mind, body, and your spirit are, and how mm -hmm. something in one area can easily and and seriously affect another area. I think what happens is that people don't recognize the connection of all of those things. So that's mm -hmm. how they get extremely burnt out because they don't recognize or see that these two things are connected, that your body is trying to tell you something in some way, shape, or form. And the saying goes, listen to your body when it whispers so you don't mm -hmm. have to hear it scream. But I feel like we, our body whispers and we just keep on going about our day putting more things on our plate saying yes 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 to all the things that we don't even actually want to do and then it leads to the point where your body is going to scream your mind your spirit is going to scream and you're not going to have a choice but to sit down and take the time you know yes yes that is so true I actually talked about that um yesterday um on a live I did what people don't understand when it comes down to making a decision to, um, how am I trying to say this? I would say actually, actually getting something done, like actually making a decision to really take the cape off, um, is really difficult for a lot of women. 
um, that I find. I find that they struggle with guilt and they struggle with feeling guilty for taking care of themselves or they allow their significant others or friends or parents to even say, you're being selfish because you want to set a boundary with particular behaviors that are um, damaging. But I spoke on it yesterday because I did a live on four reasons that you see no fruit. And one of the dangerous things about putting yourself on the back burner is that the first time you do it, you know, it's intentional. So you're like, okay, I'm just going to do this to help this person. What we don't realize is that that it can potentially create a pattern in the brain. You're starting a process of putting yourself on the back burner. If you do it a couple more times, the brain picks up that pattern. It becomes natural. And you know, you no longer recognize the imbalances that you set. And once you are on the back burner, you really have to think, okay, how long before you burn up and then burn out? Hmm. So we create the pattern. Um, it first starts off with our intent. We intent. We intend to put ourselves on the back burner, to put something off. That's what procrastination means, to put something off. So if you're putting something off intentionally, it becomes a habit after a while. It just becomes natural, second nature for you to make yourself second, which is <laughs> detrimental on all, like on many levels. Yeah, you know, I think that the more that you kind of mention all of the ways, like when you say it the way that you do, it's very clear and plain that this is something that has to be addressed. You know what I mean? Like as mm -hmm. soon as possible um, so that one doesn't have to deal with the repercussions medically, physically, emotionally, financially, you know, um, in yeah. every area of our lives and how rejuvenating and re-energizing I assume this process is as people do the real work as you mentioned and start to see the benefits of that because I think that like you said the intention is oftentimes pure uh -huh. and the desire right the intention comes with the desire for a specific outcome but I think uh -huh. people miss that the the way in which they're going about getting that outcome is actually taking them away from that experience correct correct i absolutely agree that that is that's absolutely spot on we do we really we put ourselves on the back burner um in a lot of the conversations i have with women it's because they don't want to be the bad friend or they don't want to appear as the person who's not being supportive um but if you're if your goodness you like you're completely sick like you're god awful sick showing up to their party to support your friend and you hanging over and you can't even really enjoy it isn't really supporting your friend anyway. So if you love your friend and your friend loves you and understands and knows you, she'll be okay with the fact that you can't make a party because you're extremely sick and she doesn't want you to show up not at your best self, not in a position to where you can be sicker, you know? Um, we do a lot of things sometimes and I know I used to, I used to really struggle with appearing like I, I prided myself on being the best friend so I showed up to everything but I would be exhausted all the time and I never had anything <laughs> to show for it and so that had to shift and that had to change completely completely so I used to be my client so that's why it's so easy and so interesting because I used to just really burn myself out what's so fun is that I oftentimes feel like the things like we teach what we most need to learn. Right. So what what hap happens half the time is that we end up serving 
or finding our area of impact in the place that we have um, dealt with the most challenges, you know? And so I think that that probably makes you even more qualified, more um, able to speak to your client's experiences because when you talk to them and when you're guiding them through this process, you're able to speak to their experience in a way that no one else can, you know what I mean? And so it's funny because the same thing as a therapist, right? I'm like, I talk to clients. I don't say that I deal with anxiety. I don't say that I've been depressed, but the things that I say speak to their experience so much. So they're like, oh my gosh, like Uh you really get it. And I'm like, yeah, life is hard. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) life is hard. But you know, what I love about, you know, what you were mentioning is that when you do this work, it oftentimes will make it really clear like where your relationships stand. And that I think can be difficult in some ways because sometimes people would rather have approval or affection or what appears to be, you know, admiration or love more than a genuine relationship. So now as things start to shift, um, you know, people are, are acting in ways when you put boundaries up that you're like, wait, what the heck? You know what I mean? And it's hard because you may have to reevaluate relationships and you may have to create more uh, rigid boundaries with certain people um, and deal with what that looks like. But at the end of the day, it still serves you because you're going to be able to move forward and continue in a way that's that, again, is like sustainable for the long term for yourself. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. One of the things I, I couldn't agree more. One of the things that I teach my clients is, is really imperative um, that I need them to understand is that when you put a boundary out there and you make a decision that I'm not going to allow myself to endure something, because sometimes we think boundaries is about what another person can't do to us or what we're not going to allow someone else to do. It's really we are going to have enough compassion for ourselves to not allow ourselves to be in a position to be treated like dot, dot, dot. Um, and I explained to my clients, you know, when you set a boundary and a person gets upset and they continue to try to violate your boundary, this is very impaired. This is very important to pay attention to because that person never respected your boundaries. Hmm. If you put a boundary up and the person start acting, acting crazy or acting a fool because you put a boundary up, they, are so upset because they used, they're used to running all over you anyway. See, they, they've already made plans for you. Hmm. And I tell people, you have to make a plan for yourself and plan your own day because people have your time planned, whether you realize it or not. They call you asking you, they, they already know they woke up with you on their mind. They're going to call you and ask you help because <laughs> they know you ain't got no plans. <laughs> So, you know, really just really setting real boundaries and not allowing people to make you feel guilty or small about that. Um, Because people will try to guilt trip you when you really start making a decision to take care of yourself. Hmm. Um, But you have to recognize um, your relationships because here's the thing. If a person loves you and values you, they want you to be at your best self. So a person is trying to interfere with your process of becoming the best version of yourself. That's questionable right there. Wow. That's significant. I think, well, I guess what I want to ask is when you're working with, you know, your clients, what do you often see as some of the, the hardest challenges or roadblocks, I guess, to overcome? Um, 
Let's see. I would say first guilt because we millennial women, I'm 36. So um, millennial women, we have really taken the what goes on in my house stays in my house a little too literal, a little too close to home to the point to where we suffer in silence. A lot of us are suffering in silence because we're stuck in the mindset that I should know this by now. Or um, we're, we're wrapped up in societies. I should be X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z right now. So it's a lot of fighting against where you feel like you should be. Um, why don't you know these things? A lot of negative self-talk. A lot of lack of um, belief in self. Hmm. Um, and a lot of this stuff comes from believing every other voice but the one that created you Ooh. about you. That I noticed. Everyone is, you know, we've allowed our parents' voices to become our inner voices. We've allowed a bad relation people who were hurting themselves speak things to us, into us that we've allowed to become our inner voices. Um, and we believe everything but what God says about who we are. Wow. And so one thing about me and that I teach from jump is that you're not going to be able to take your thoughts captive if you are not spiritually grounded. See, if you don't know who you are, it's going to be hard to defend, defend yourself in your mind with the truth. And so a part of the process, and I tell people, if you want to build an intentional mindset, it starts with aligning your spirit first. Because the only way you're going to be able to take your thoughts captive, because that's the biggest battle for a lot of my clients' mindset. In order for you to take your thoughts captive and make them obey you, is to challenge everything with truth. Is this thought the truth? Am I really stupid? Am I really, is it really too late for me to start? Is that the truth? We really don't challenge things. We just accept them. And so um, mindset emo- and, and honestly, a lack of emotional intelligence um, in how we choose people because we don't value ourselves. We choose people that reflect how we feel about ourselves. So between choosing relationships um, that don't suit us and mindset shifts, those are the two biggest things, but they all tend to um, derive from lack of being spiritually grounded from what I've seen. Yeah, I feel like that's a hard pill to swallow because even as you were saying it, right, listening to every other voice other than the one that created you is uh-huh. so personal and uh-huh. so deeply rooted that uh-huh. I almost think sometimes people would rather continue listening to whatever else. You know what I mean? Unless you're really highly motivated um, mm-hmm. then to really come to the the realization that you've been essentially doing yourself a disservice, you know, and there's a book, it's right. called uh, the lies we tell ourselves. Right. And so mm-hmm. we listen to these lies or these, these uh, half truths or these things are just straight up, not true. Right. Like right. for someone to think or believe that they need to, um, always be the strong friend and that they have no one to rely on or that they can't go to anybody is just plain not true. Mm-hmm. But when you put yourself in the mirror, right, as you're going through this process, the the program is the mirror, right? The work is is the mirror that's reflecting back to you, hey, like this is what's going on and you get to decide what you want to do with it moving forward, that it has to be a hard pill to swallow to recognize 
what like my relationships are a reflection of what you know what I mean because then that then you have to take oh you you can't be a victim in that place but when you stop being a victim you actually empower yourself to have an influence absolutely 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 and that's what that's one of the things that I teach I teach um one of the lessons that people get from me when they join my group coaching program, um, it's something called five reasons or five ways to sustain your good. Um, when and I'm a believer, so I, I run my program um, and I work with women who believe because I need you to be able to believe bigger than what you see. Mm. So um, for me, as we all know, you know, everything that gets created doesn't come to life. Or it doesn't always like come to fruition, whether it's you create a business idea and it doesn't come to fruition or whether there's a life that gets created that actually still doesn't make it actually to the earth. The process in the which the way that God created things, when he created things, he said things were good after. We think the, the, the Webster's Dictionary of good. Good is a five part hmm. fruit. One of those things is technical. When God said it's good, technical. Technical means there's a specific way that we are to perform something. So if we made it here until this point, that means it's for a reason and there is some good. We were seen as good. So we have a technical way of being able to create and influence and lead in our own territory. And what I help women do as well is I help them seek their inner to match their outer because we get very caught up in in and being vain and wearing makeup and everything external mm. but we have to get down and clean the inner house we have to clean the temple because i also teach that we all are temples and sometimes we have to we like we're taught i'm sorry it's children to just serve 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 and we don't even screen people before we let them in our houses mm. and i mean your internal house we just allow people to come in because we want friendship or we want company or we want people around, but not choosing quality people around. And then we're listening to them and those voices are becoming our inner voices. And so I also teach how important it is when you're adding a person into your life, whether it's a friend or a relationship, that is a serious experience and it needs to be treated as such. So it's a, it's a process. Um, when you're doing this type of work, but the fruit that you see, the healing and the results that you see and the peace that comes along with setting the proper boundaries with a person that keeps draining you is gold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh boy. You just, I hope everybody's taking notes because <laughs> all of this stuff will help you snatch your whole life back into alignment. You was talking about alignment. This will help you get there. Okay. At least start walking in the path um, in that direction or something like it. So what would you say is, you know, someone begins to realize they're burnt out or they're extremely burnt out. What's the first step? Like, where does someone begin? When it coming to work with me, in general like what would you you know what i mean like if someone is like oh no i think i think i have a problem here okay so one um i tell people if there's a lot of confusion and things that are going on you feel imbalanced the first thing you need to do is stop it's time to stop because the thing is if we don't stop your body is eventually going to stop you Mm. and i remember times being so stressed out because i'm carrying out carrying other people's problems that i couldn't get out of bed So your body 
will put you down. Um, so the first thing that you have to do is really stop and really look at your life and see what is working and what is really not working on a real level. Like really being honest with yourself. No, no, this ain't for the gram. This ain't for other people, but this is you having a meeting with yourself hmm. about where your life is. And are you satisfied with your life? And if you're saying that you're not satisfied, what are you ready to change? What are you ready to change? And are you ready to give up what is making you sick? Yeah. Whether it is that job that you took because you really, really felt like you needed the money, but that wasn't your purpose. But because you was chasing the money, now you're stressed out. Hmm. See, the motivation and the intention is always important. And so really just stopping, stopping and looking at your life. That's the first thing and see what is not working. So if I'm burned out, I'm sick. Okay, this ain't going to work because the minute I'm going to crash. So what do I need to take off my back? What is holding me down? Um, I did did some research um, on the spine. When you lose four pounds, it takes 16 pounds of pressure off of your spine. Hmm. And I ask people, how many people you have on your spine? How many people do you have on your spine? How much weight is on your spine? Because when there's too much weight on the spine, it eventually starts to deform. And when it starts to change in form, it can no longer support the weight it was supporting. And we really should look at the spine, how we look at ourselves. If you put too much weight on your back, your back is going to break and is no longer going to do what it was intended to do. Because it can't support. Because it's too much weight. So there has to be a stop. A pause. Assessment of what is going on. And what is actually draining you. And then if you don't know the steps. And you don't know the process on how to eliminate. How to set the proper boundaries. How to go about addressing the situation. Then it's time to start seeking out some help. Because one thing that you did say earlier is that, you know, when you're trying to do it, it's a little bit it's easier to travel when you have a map versus trying to walk through the wilderness by yourself. And self-care is a long, a lifelong journey. And it can really feel like the wilderness if you don't have a guide. So I encourage people and I invite people to hire a person that has been where you are that can walk with you and walk you through something that has fruit to show. Now, don't go just lining up with somebody who ain't got no fruit. (laughs) You need to see their fruit first. You need to see their receipts. You need to see what's going on with them. You need to know that that process works because it's a lot of people out here playing. There's a lot of people out here doing things that they don't even do, saying to do things that they don't even do. So it's important for you to properly vet the person that you're going to be working with, but get the help that you need and don't be ashamed. I don't care if you're 40, 35, 32. I tell people all the time, you can't shame me, honey, because you don't know everything and I don't know everything. So if I don't know something, I don't allow people to make me feel small about it. I ask the question so I can get the proper answer and I move forward. So ain't no shame in asking for help. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. You know, and a lot of that, like you mentioned, has to do with the mindset, reframing the way that we see ourselves in the world and mm-hmm. and see our, our limitations and our possibilities, uh, which really opens the door for progress to occur. And so, you know, it, it sounds like something that so many people could benefit from is doing this real work. And specifically with you, how do, you know, how do people work with you? Where are you most active on social and all that fun stuff? 
Okay, I am most active on um, Instagram. My Instagram is at erudite L. That is E R U D I T E E L L E. Um, I run a series, a free IG series, every month called Beauty Over Burnout. This past week, I closed out um, the Choosing Me series. It's still up there. Probably be up there for a little bit longer. But um, so I'm the most active on Instagram. You can click the link in the bio to work with me or to learn more about how. I can support you. Um, I'm kind of active on Facebook, but not really so much. But I'd say Instagram more than anything was where you'll be able to really find me. And then my website um, is www.iamelleservices.com. And that is iamlservices.com. Um, and for there, you can get more information on me. And if you need to work with me or anything like that, I would love to support you. And I invite you to get my seven minute audiobook on it is called complimentary um it's in the link on my instagram it's called sis maximize your time it is a practical seven minute audiobook that teaches you steps on how to make time for yourself how to shift your your mindset about how you see time because i hear a lot of women say i don't have time for myself i have time to do this after you listen to this seven minute audiobook you will realize that you have way more time <laughs> than you even know <laughs> So that's where you can find me, and that is where I'm available. And I invite you just to come um, and check out some of the lives and um, the tips on my page because I love dropping tips and gems and just really providing real value because I want us to get serious about doing the work because if we're going to operate in purpose, we're going to need therapeutic self-care strategy to be able to deal with the obstacles and the things that are coming our way. Because just know, if you are, if you were called to greatness, mm. there's something else that's coming up against you and you're going to need strategy to be able to maneuver around the foolishness. <laughs> that foolishness is going to try to get you that foolishness now. And and you have to be prepared. And so that's what it sounds like this is, is just preparedness and mm-hmm. getting to a place where you can do the work proactively as opposed to reactively. And so what I'm really excited about is for the tribe to come over to your page and your site and really engage with your content and follow you and ask questions and, you know, um, really begin to do this work with your support, you know, on social media and otherwise. And I really do just appreciate you for coming on the show and sharing this very vital information with everybody. Um, It means so much and it doesn't go unnoticed that you're doing this work. So again, I just, you know, have only gratitude for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for even the opportunity. I appreciate that. And I just appreciate um, what you're doing here on this platform and just allowing um, me to come and just speak about this because I'm so passionate about therapeutic self-care because it really heals. Um, And at the end of the day, we all have something that we're struggling with. And I just want us to realize that we're not alone. You don't have to do it alone. There's support out there if you are ready to actually do the work. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. 
whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.